You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today I am sitting down with you, and I am tired. In fact, I have a wicked, major, legit cheer hangover, and it is like, it is a real one. Um, So we're going to talk about how to recover from a cheer hangover. Uh, Basically, we're going to talk about my long weekend of cheer and uh, what I learned, uh, some important lessons learned throughout the weekend. Before we get into the episode, please make sure you head on over to NG, uh, the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Facebook group if you are a gym owner and you join that Facebook group. If you are not a gym owner, head over to our All-Star Cheer Coaches Facebook group where we share content and we communicate with other coaches and talk and have similar conversations like this. And you should also head over to our website, nextgenowners.com, subscribe to our mailing list, get on our blog, and get as much information that we put out there as humanly possible. We are doing everything we can to change this industry in the most positive way possible and get this industry where you have gym owners that are profitable and successful and gyms that are happy and athletes that are competitive and competitions that run smoothly. We're looking for all those things. We're really looking to help continue to steer this industry in the right direction. So make sure you take advantage of all of those resources. They are there for you. All right. So the last thing I'm going to ask is please make sure you share this episode with you with anyone you think would get something out of it. Uh, a coach, an owner, someone who would appreciate hearing about my experience this weekend, my lessons learned, and just some really important things for preparing your athletes for success and preparing your athletes for struggles and potential failures. All right. So as I mentioned, I had a long cheer weekend. It was our first teams were reporting at 7 a.m. And both evenings we were leaving the venue around 9.30 p.m. Uh, And in fact, our last award ceremony yesterday was like 9.45. So we were getting dinner around 10. Um, So they were really, really long days and long days of cheer, long days of coaching. It was a a world's and um, a world's bid event with paid bids. It was a summit bid event with paid bids. And it was overall what one would consider a fairly stressful weekend. Uh, Lots and lots of things going on, lots of teams competing and performing, uh, but lots of breaks in there to just be kind of stressed and anxious and all that stuff. So uh, it was a full on weekend. Um, And it was, uh, it had its highs and it's had, it had its mega lows. So I'm going to kind of talk you through some of those things and just some big lessons learned. So in short, uh, really great experience for my world's team, had an amazing weekend, um, actually came home with a paid bid, which we 
did not expect. We were going in with the the hope, the belief that we could absolutely get an at-large. And maybe if we did a great job, we could be competitive for a paid bid. And we had two good performances. We had uh, one, our day two wasn't quite as strong in terms of we did have a, a fall at the end of our pyramid um, that impacted our score. But otherwise, they had the best two performances they've ever had uh, to include in practice. So like as a coach, I couldn't be more excited. And they ended up coming away with a paid bid competing against really good teams. Like we have another team from Oregon in our division and they continue to push us and challenge us. You know, they're a talented group um, and they do an excellent job. They've scored really well on the score sheet. We just had a little bit more consistency this weekend. And then there were teams that flew in from out of state um, from big name gyms who are incredibly talented, already had at large bids. And uh, we knew they were going to have to, like we were going to have to be on our A game uh, to potentially beat them. And luckily we were, and we had some good luck with that. And that was super cool and super exciting. And it was made even better because one of my dearest friends uh, is in the extra small all-girl division. Uh, and we were competing against them for bids, but they hit like dynamite on day one. They just crushed it. And day two, they hit well, but they also had a stunt fall. But uh, for the first time ever, we actually both took home a paid bid from the same event at the same time. Uh, and we kept two bids that are hosted in the Pacific Northwest going back with two Pacific Northwest teams, which I don't think has ever happened in the history of the event. So it was just like, it was a really, really cool experience. And it was made so much cooler because this is a dear friend of mine. And this is a, a gym that I respect and I've worked with. And I just, I really love who they are and what they stand for. And we've, I've been friends with their owners. Um, and yes, was some of our connection through initially they, you know, we'd known each other through the years and they worked with dream camp and they brought their program to our camp in Oregon. And then, uh, they let me, create a camp for them up closer to them at a university and we had a great time and then covid hit and you know it just we haven't really gotten back to that relationship but that really was never what it was about because as i as i got to work with them and and provide a service for them i i fell in love with their program i fell in love with the owners and the people that they are and uh, all of the coaches and so it's become this thing that i just feel this a kindred relationship. And many of their athletes have come through our individual camp. So that's actually where I kind of started working with their program the most. I knew my friend Hecker, who coaches uh, their world's team, along with two other great coaches, Britton and Tracy, one of the owners. Um, but Hecker's been with their world's program for a really long time. And so we've competed against each other and we've been friends uh, really for many years, but we weren't as close uh, until recently. Um, probably in the last five years or so, we really became much closer friends and that, that friendship has evolved and, you know, we've gotten to know each other and, uh, you know, I got to be a part of one of their, uh, they had two coaches who were getting married and I got to actually be the officiant at the wedding and it's just become kind of this familial feel and it's so amazing. Like it, it was such a more amazing experience getting a paid bid next to my dear friend who was getting a paid bid too. Like we got to share in one another's joy in that moment. And it was just really, really cool. And at the same time, like even if we hadn't gotten a paid bid, you know, being able to stand at the front of the stage when her team was going and truly honestly, like be 
elated and cheering for them because they were hitting zero and encouraging them like that was an amazing feeling too so even if we hadn't getting to you know see one of my good friends win that bid was awesome it was just it was really fun and i know she reciprocated that feeling and that that's kind of the theme on the weekend right that's the biggest lesson learned is that friendships in this industry are uh somewhat few and far between like the true genuine caring friendships and they need to not be like, there's no reason that we should not be encouraging one another and wishing the utmost success for one another. Because at the end of the day, a healthy industry and healthy gyms that are successful mean that more of us are going to be successful. We need more athletes in the sport and it's more likely that people will be in it. If there are more gyms delivering great product and having a great experience for athletes. And so on top of this, you know, I, I really got to be appreciative. It's a Pacific Northwest event and a lot of Pacific Northwest teams come. I got to be appreciative of all of the people that I've created relationships with over the year and how important those relationships are to me. Um, and how, you know, although we've been competitors over the years, these people are, are truly friends and people who care for me. Uh, you know, another great friend of mine uh, owns a gym up in uh, Northern Washington, like almost Canada. And we, I've mentioned before, I think on episodes that we compete against each other this year in level four, we've always been against each other for bids, but we've always been in different divisions. And this year for the first time, we're in the same division and that's created a little bit of friction in our relationship. And we had an adult conversation after the last event and said, Hey, this is where I'm, this is how I'm feeling about some things. And we both listened and we both hurt each other. And then we went into this weekend and they beat my level four team and they got a paid bid. And you know what? I'm genuinely excited for them. I'm genuinely happy. And she called me um, freaking out because she didn't actually realize she hadn't heard that we got the paid bid. You know, she calls me at 1030 because I'd posted on uh, my story on Instagram and was just elated. And how cool is that to get a call from essentially a competitor on the mat? Like we're not gym competitors. We don't really lose athletes to one another. Um, I technically, she had one athlete come and join my gym when she went to college essentially. And now she's on my staff, but, um, we don't, we don't lose athletes to each other, but we compete against each other for the stuff that most of us really, really care about in the cheer industry. Those of us that are not focused on being owners, but the people who are just on it on the like, I love cheer. I love uh, competing. You know, we like to compete against each other. And I was just, I was struck by how awesome it was to have those relationships. And I got to meet other owners this weekend, um, people who are new gym owners, who are amazing coaches, who are doing really amazing things in the Northwest. And it was just, it was so cool. And talking to everyone and hearing people talk about how they appreciate the relationships that they have, but they wish they had more. You know, they wish that things were more kind of welcoming and that people truly wanted the best for one another. And I think it is possible. It's possible in this industry to want to win, but also want to see other people be successful, want to see other people be talented because it helps with the strength of the sport and the overall enjoyment. Like it, it was more fun to be at an event with a whole bunch of people I wanted to talk to and enjoyed talking to than it was to be at an event where no one talks to one another and it's hostile and you feel like everyone's always trying to get an edge up on you. And 
at the end of the day, it's just cheerleading guys. Like we're, we're just doing cheerleading. And is that the most important thing, what we win and, and do on the mat, or is the most important thing, the character that we build in these athletes. And I would argue that it's the character that we build in these athletes. So that's, that's my biggest takeaway is build relationships, build relationships. This is uh, a, a sport of relationships. And especially if you're a gym owner, it's lonely. It's a lonely process being an owner and being a coach can be lonely too. It can feel like you're all alone on an Island and having friends and having people to lean on makes a difference. It gives you the ability to send people routines and have people come out and help you uh, with your routines or give you advice. It, it makes those things possible by creating and maintaining relationships. And so really this episode is all about friendships and relationships. The next thing I would say is um, another big lesson learned this weekend is to remember to be thankful for all of the things that we have. You know, being in the Pacific Northwest, this was our first year back since COVID that we've had in-person awards. And were they exactly what we wanted? No, they weren't. They didn't. I, I mean, in all honesty, and I would tell the the uh, producer this, I didn't love that they weren't on the main stage. Like we were disappointed about that. But we got to have in-person awards. And that was pretty freaking cool. We haven't done that. And we got to be in person getting our paid bid. Like that's awesome. So I'm super grateful for those opportunities. And it means the world that I got to be there and do it with my athletes. So um, that's number two is just be grateful for things. And then number three is be prepared for the things that don't go well. So I had a really great experience with my world's team. It was awesome. But my level four team, they didn't win. And uh, they are unhappy about that, which is fine. It's it's good to want to win. I wanted to win too, even though it would have meant beating my friend, just like she wanted to win, uh, even though it meant beating me. And I, we're good with that. Like that is okay. That's what competition is. Um, but you, you start to see the character of your kiddos and of your coaches and of yourself even in how you manage those defeats. And it, one of the hardest things to do if you coach multiple teams is how do you handle when one of your teams is successful and one of your teams isn't? Who gets the attention? Do you celebrate the team that won and ignore the team that didn't? Uh, do you spend all your time focusing on the team that needs the most work? How do you handle that as a coach or as an owner? And for me, you know, I celebrated with my team. And then for me mentally, I go 100% to the team that isn't quite living up to what I know they're capable of. And how do I fix that? And how do I get them better and, and winning and hitting their routine more successfully? Because they're actually doing really well this year. They're doing they're scoring better than they did last year. They're com more competitive than they were last year, but they're not, uh, they're not hitting the score sheet in the way that they can. And they're not hitting their routine consistently the way they can. And so that's something that I'm having to reevaluate and reevaluate across the program. You know, when do you make those decisions to make changes? And I think that's the, really the last lesson learned this weekend is when you see things that you know need to get changed, the time to change them is now, not later. Generally speaking, there's occasionally the things that can wait. But for the most part, if you see those things that are going to be major issues, the time is often now to make take that action and make that change. And that goes for your routines, that goes for your business, that goes for the way you manage things with your employees. Uh, it doesn't matter. The time for the change is now.
All right, everyone. I know this was a short episode, but I'll be honest, I'm tired. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm not talking as fast. I'm a little more subdued, uh, but it's been a long weekend uh, and drove back today, had four hours of coaching calls, which was awesome. It was so cool. So many owners doing amazing things. I absolutely love getting on my calls and talking to people. Um, If you need help I say this at the end of a lot of episodes, please reach out. If you need advice, if you just need someone to vent to, if you had a rough competition weekend, I'm here for you. Shoot me a Facebook message, send me an email. I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to give you advice. If you want someone to look at a routine, let me know. I'm happy to watch cheerleading. I love it. And in two days, I'm not going to have a full-time job beyond next gen in my gym and dream camp. So, you know, I'll have a full-time job. Uh, but I'll have some time to watch videos and do things. So make sure you reach out. We are here to help. And with that, hope you loved it. Uh, If you are looking for another great cheer podcast, make sure you check out the Jason Larkin's Let's Talk Cheer podcast. It's a phenomenal one. I didn't get to listen to it this weekend, but I'm going to listen to it this week on my way into work. Uh, Make sure you check that out. And with that, we will catch everyone on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.